hearing from Perno. What a huge week preaching as well as getting ready to get married. Hey, no pressure at all. <laughs> I'm sure it's been an easy week. <laughs> all right, let's give him a hand as he comes up. Thank you. Awesome. Um, I'm just going to start by praying. And this isn't the part, guys, where you get to chill out, okay? So, you know, I know sometimes I even tempted, you're like, you know, you worship and blah, 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 and then sometimes you can switch off, check your phone, and then you, halfway through the sermon, you're like, oh, sorry. No, I never do that. Sorry, Swelly. <laughs> I, I, what I'm saying is I need you guys to engage with this, and I need you to help, help me preach it, okay? And, um, yeah, and my hope this morning is that, you know, uh, I guess what anyone who's preaching, their kind of job I see is to get our eyes off ourselves and our, you know, circumstances and onto God. Because that's what we're doing here. Like we're not, you know, we're not just about sharing some good ideas. We're about, like, I guess that's what the church is for, is encouraging people in, um, in our faith, not, you know, not just to share a, an interesting story. But yeah. Um, so Father God, we just, we just um, want to remain in that spirit just of just praising you, God, that, you know, when it doesn't make sense that we would praise you, Lord, that, you know, when things are going good, we would praise you, God. And just we know that every, um, in you all things move and have their being, God, and that, uh, Lord, you're working in each, every single person's lives, Lord. I know, Lord, just by reading scripture and seeing um, personal stories and talking to people, God, that, you love people, God, and you love, and you, you see the, you, see, you counted the hairs on each person's head, Lord. You know them intricately, Lord. You created them, Lord. And then you've actually seen where they've been, God, in life through the highs and lows, Lord, and you see where they're going, God. And Father, just before I even say anything this morning, I pray that we'd all just have that revelation that, you know, you're the one who we can hold on to, Lord, through everything, God. And I just pray that each of us would get that revelation, Lord, that, you're with us, God. You've, you will not forsake us, God, that through everything, Lord, that you're working all things together for good, Lord. And if it's not good, it's not over, Lord, because we know that, Lord, you're working, working all things together for good for those who love you and are called according to your purpose, God. And so we just thank you for that. And we thank you that we're well out of winter and it's starting to warm up. And I'm excited for everything and getting married. Amen. Yeah, so I'm getting married on Thursday. That's crazy. That's a weird. It's going to be heaps of fun. <laughs> um, where is... Oh, I've lost Timothy. There he Oh, no. I need Peter. That'll do. <laughs> what was that? Oh, he's in Wollongong, is he? <laughs> he's still alive. That's awesome. Okay. This is going to be heaps of fun. So... I've just got a whole bunch of notes and verses, and I just want to explain something today. Similar to how Adam was saying, it's like we're around a campfire. So I've got, I've got some ideas, and I've got some themes in Scripture, and I just want to paint this picture. And I'm not going to... I was talking to Eb yesterday, like, I don't want to just say, this is how it is, you know, and you must do this. I want you guys to kind of realise it for yourself. And so hopefully, as I just paint this picture of, um, of the, I guess, uh, this... Uh, topic and I d- it's just a theme throughout scripture that everyone would just get a revelation of ah because and I think it's a it's a kind of word that will take a while to actually work into your life and you know when I kind of got this initial revelation it's it's a journey and you kind of go okay so how do I actually apply this and so um, 
That's why I need you to be switched on today, okay? So, <laughs> what I want to talk about today is false teachers and false prophets. <laughs> I, love, I love that because that's, you know, sometimes we have that view on church that we're scared. We're, we're going to come to church and they're going to be like, and the false teacher said, and you know, and you're doing the wrong thing and you're going to get burdened by this. So, I'm glad that I have a... Uh, uh, what is it, a spicy topic, as they say. <laughs> um, and, you know, we often... Could I just... Hello. Yeah, we're good. Um, we often hear about false teachers and false prophets being something out there, right? We've always heard, oh, you've got to be aware of false teachers and false prophets, you know, like, they're going to get you, you're just going to be deceived, and, you know, you better watch out for, you know, and if you have an internet connection, you've probably seen people's blogs on, you know, people slandering, well, this person's a false prophet because of this, and this person's a false teacher for this, and, you know, I think it's something that we should be aware of, we should be not just, uh, we should be aware of what we're taking in, and I think we really should think about what, you know, we're actually consuming, um, and so I'm not saying don't be aware of it out there. But what I, want to talk about, what I want to talk about today is something, I guess, a little bit closer to home for each of us. You know, and it's not just about what, what podcast we listen to. Um, and it's not about, you know, what TED Talk we listen to, you know. Uh, it's actually about a voice that each of us listen to all day, every single day. And it's going to actually have more impact in your life than anyone else you can listen to. And it's going to have, uh, yeah, it's going, to be, it's going to have a greater impact than a negative teacher when you're growing up or, you know, a, a friend who bullied you, you know. And it's actually, I'm, I'm just going to say it, it's actually our inner voice, right? It's the, it's the voice that we, we actually listen to all day, all day every day. It's that, it's that voice that when you're trying to go to sleep, you're basically telling yourself things. Um, I found... I found myself, I was lying in bed the other morning and I was just, I was just thinking about stuff and uh, I was just thinking, for some reason, I got into the topic of owning a house and I I'd like don't own a house at the moment, but I don't know, for whatever reason, and my, my morning voice was, dude, you'll never be able to afford owning a house, like, you know, and I just got into this whole thing of like, I guess what Dan was talking about, a poverty mindset of like, no, nah, that's not for you, like, you know, these people can own houses and these people will be successful enough to do that. But, and I just found myself getting really down on that and just thinking, and, and then I realized, what, where's that voice coming from? And I, I thought, that's not God's promises for me. That's not, you know, and I'm not saying the be all and end all is owning a house, but it just, it's just that negative mindset. And the crazy thing I find is that we often talk to ourselves um, way worse than we'd ever talk to someone else. And, you know, I've heard a saying that we should talk to ourselves the same way we would talk to someone we really love. And if, if you would, if, if I would just say, um, I would never say to Eb, you're never going to be um, uh, well off enough to own your own house. That would be the most harshest, disgusting thing. And if I heard someone saying that to Eb, I would like, do something. <laughs> you know, and, but it's so funny. We think it's okay we talk to ourselves like that. And I find that, because we think, oh, but it's just me, you know, because we know ourselves. So, you know, we know where we've been. We know what we've done. And so we kind of have this inner voice that I think is, against everything that God says. And, yeah, and it's, cra- it's crazy. And I think you'll... And what, if you understand this, you're going to find yourself talking to yourself and be like, whoa, where's that voice coming from? And sometimes they are from external um, people or experiences we've had. 
uh, but hey, we got to actually, it says in the Bible to guard your heart and, you know, be, watch on what, what thought, what's going on in my heart. And so even Jesus said, beware of false prophets in Matthew 17, verse 15. Beware of false prophets uh, who come to you in sheep's clothing, but here's the key, inwardly are ravenous wolves, right? So when I read this verse, I thought, it's just interesting. We often are scared about, you know, those false prophets out there, but it even says that even false prophets, they're inwardly, they're ravenous wolves. And so it's just that, it's that condition of your heart. And I think, you know, we, we shouldn't be, not that we shouldn't be, but I think we should be more aware of the false prophet within, right? It's that inner voice that we would never say to someone else. It's those, and so if we look at the word prophecy, so if we're talking about false prophets, false teachers, so the word prophecy, I looked it up. There's this cool app, it's called Logos app, and it's got like um, heaps of different resources and you know, you can look up words and um, it's, got, it's really cool. But uh, I looked up the word prophecy in you know, a few Bible verses, picked it out and read about it. And basically, to prophesy is the quality, so this is according to a pocket lexicon, that's what it's called, the quality or action of a prophet, the declaration of the will of God, whether with special reference to the future. Cool. Another that helps word studies says prophecy is to make clear, assert as a priority, properly what is clarified beforehand, Prophecy, which involves divinely empowered foretelling, in brackets, uh, asserting the mind of God, or foretelling, in brackets, prediction. So the key things here are the, so everyone say it together, I'll say it, the declaration. Uh, so otherwise the communication of, right? The will of God. A bit louder. The will of God. Yeah. And of con- often concerning the future. The future, okay? So the key things, the declaration, in other words, the communication of, the will of God, often concerning the future. And so prophecy or to prophesy could simply be described as telling someone God's will about the future, right? That's, you could juice that down to just saying, telling someone God's will about the future. And um, so if that is good prophecy, then what is false prophecy? And I, I looked up, like, you know, a few verses that talked about false teaching and false prophets, and I looked up the, you know, meaning of the word false and that. And simply, another word for false is a lie, right? And so false prophecy, if, it's, if you know, Jesus says, beware of false prophets, and, you know, there's a whole, there's heaps of verses about false prophecy and false teaching. Um, so what is false prophecy? If you think about, so... Good prophecy is telling someone the will of God about the future. So false prophecy is telling someone a lie about God's will or the future. It's telling someone a lie, right? It's super simple. Uh, one time I was at, I was at Nowra, so the story's already going to end bad. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's really slack. Sorry, guys. I love you, Nowra. Um, and we were at the river, right? And we were jumping off. I think I was with Jesse and um, a whole bunch of uh, guys. It was like a long time ago. And <laughs> yeah, good stuff. And we, uh, we were jumping off this like, uh, like cliff thing into the water. It was heaps of fun. Who knows what things we contracted from that river. But um, 
you know, I was, it's a super random story. This is really random. But I was like climbing up, back up the cliff to get back up to the top. And for some reason, just out of nowhere, in my head, I kept on thinking, you're going to fall, you're going to fall, you're going to fall, you're going to fall, you're going to fall. And I was like, I couldn't get away from that thought. And guess what happened about halfway up the climb? I fell off. And it was like, almost like, it was just stuck in my head. And so almost I had to fall off. And I ended up getting all these grazes all over my body. And, you know, that's like a really, uh, a really like small story. But I just wanted to paint that picture of, you know, what we think about matters. Because, you know, uh, if you talk to any professional sportsman, like, um, you know, whether it's bike riding or whether it's, you know, skiing, basically where your head goes, your body's going to follow. And so <laughs> I think that's a good picture about, hey, what we think about, we're going to move towards. And um, so in that, in that kind of concept, it's, uh, it's not so much about, you know, li- watching out for a dodgy podcast that, you know, is going to, or watching out for something that someone's going to say to you, you know, often Christians get, don't say that to me, you know, that's very negative of you. But it's, it's, about, it's about that inner voice, about, hey, what's going on inside of your heart? You know, what, what, what keeps you up at night? What, what are you thinking about? What are you worried about? You know, and what are those lies that you're prophesying about the future? You know, and that's what we're doing. Because if, if prophecy is simple, telling, God's will, uh, telling someone God's will about the future, then a false prophecy is telling someone a lie about the future, right? And so it's super simple. Maybe we're not all prophets, but I think we can all be false prophets. And that's pretty dangerous. And so because if we're telling anyone, even if it's ourselves, a lie about the future, well, then we're being, fa- we're being false prophets. Uh, So 1 Samuel 30 verse 6 says, And David was greatly distressed, and he had a lot to be distressed about. For the people spoke of stoning him, because all the people were bitter in soul, each for his sons and daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. You know, another version says he encouraged himself. And so just simply, hey, can I encourage you to encourage yourself? You know, if you're, and this is super simple, like, are you just, you know, thinking, oh, you know, I'm like, I was thinking, oh, I'm never going to be able to own a house. You know, I just can't get on top of um, my finances. You know, like, are we talking to ourselves like that? Or are we encouraging ourselves the same way we would encourage someone else and say, hey, I can do this. Like, you know, God's, God's got me this far and he's going to um, uh, keep being with me. Yeah, is that cool? Yeah. That's cool. Thanks, Meg. <laughs> um, so does that mean bad things won't happen? Uh, obviously not. Um, you know, like, negative things happen, and uh, that's just a part of life. But it's, I think it's the fear attached to, you know, if we're always falsely prophesying about the future, it's just that um, the fear attached that actually weighs us down. Uh, so, so that's prophecy, right? And prophecy is often, as the meaning of the word, is concerned with the future. It often looks ahead in hope or trust. And teaching, teaching is similar, but it's often uh, concerned with the past, right? It's about recalling or recounting, uh, you know, in good teaching in Scripture, is recounting to others or yourself the story of God, the word of God, and his will and character. So prophecy is often concerned with the future, and teaching is often concerned with the here and the now and recount, recounting to others about, you know, the scripture and things. And so what's a very common thing that if you hear about false teacher, what do they do? A very common thing is that they take things out of context, right? 
And, and you can tell false teaching. And, you know, I think we can all false teach it sometimes because we don't understand the whole picture. But you can tell false teaching is when they take out a verse and then put it over here and then, and you're like, and, and they have this argument, well, this is what this says. And so that's what false teaching often is, is just taking a bit out of the Bible and just putting it over here and saying, well, look, and that's false teaching. And I think we can false teach ourselves by taking portions of our life out of context. You know, you might be struggling in a certain area, but hey, if you're going to teach or recount those things in your mind, make sure you recount it in the bigger uh, picture of God's purpose for your life. Make sure you, you keep it in context of God's grace. Make sure if you're struggling uh, in your finances, make sure you keep it in context of God's blessing. You know, and it's just, it's just a portion. And so often the enemy will take out a portion of our life and go, well, look at this. You know, look what's happened here. But let's keep it in context of God's greater, greater plan for our life and God's, you know, amazing, amazingness. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Matthew 5 verse 8. You're blessed when you get your inside world, your mind and your heart put right. Then you can see God in the outside world. Romans 12 verse 12. I didn't put, did you, next verse? Did I put that in? Oh, no. Uh, it just talks about be not conformed uh, to the ways of the world, but what does it say? Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. There we go. Uh, so 1 Timothy 4, I'll read it off the screen. It's just with this kind of context in mind, reading this scripture. It's quite a long verse. Now the Spirit express, expressly says that in the latter times some will depart from the faith by devoting themselves to deceitful spirits and teachings of demons through the insincerity of liars whose consciences are seared, who forbid marriage and require abstinence from foods that God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. For everything created by God is good, and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving, for it is made holy by the word of God and prayer. If you put these things before the brothers, you will be a good servant of Christ Jesus, being trained in the words of the faith, and of the good doctrine. So this is that good teaching, right? Um, that you have followed. Have nothing to do with irreverent, silly myths. Rather, train yourselves for godliness. For while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way, as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance. For to this end, we toil and strive because we have our hope set on the living God, who is the saviour of all people, especially of those who believe. Command and teach these things. Let no one despise you for your youth, but set the believers an example in speech, in conduct, in love, and in faith and in purity. Until I come, here we go, devote yourselves to the public reading of scripture, to exhortation, to teaching. Do not neglect the gift you have, which was given you by prophecy when the council of elders laid their hands on you. Practice these things, immerse yourself in them so that all may see your progress. Keep a close watch on yourself and on the teaching. Persist in this, for by doing so, you will save both yourselves and hearts. Uh, but yourself and here. Just keep that last verse up again. So keep close watch on yourself and on the teaching. So, you know, I know this can be talking about, you know, what you're listening to and but ultimately, what comes out of our uh, mouth will be what's, come, what's been, we've been brewing on in our heart. So if we're going to be watching on our teaching and making sure our teaching's right, we've got to make sure that 
take a step back and, and think about what's going on in our heart. You know, is it, it, does it line up with the truth of God? Does it line up with the gospel? Does it line up with um, scripture? You know, um, and that's, it. that's just, it's just, I just think it's so important. Um, <laughs> yeah, because like I said, like false teaching is just taking something out of context. And that's the same thing that uh, the devil did when he tempted Jesus. He took certain scriptures and, and tried to make Jesus uh, sin by using scripture. And, you know, obviously it's a, a bit of a, a silly thing to try and uh, distort the word of God to the word of God. But, you know. <laughs> um, so, Revelation 12 verse 11 um, they triumphed over him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. So this is how we overcome. Knowing, so our, our story will actually help us overcome the things of the enemy. And we've got to know our story by keeping our story in context. You know, you might have been here, but hey, God's got a good plan for your life. And so that's when we won't, you know, fall into hopelessness. Um, so is this good? It's super simple. But so simple ways to check in on your inner voice, Okay. Just need a little uh, break. So, four ways to check on your inner voice. So, this is how to like put uh, what are those things that check your heart? A stereoscope, stethoscope. Yeah, it's like hey, this is how you can hear what's going on in your heart. So, number one is super simple, and it's actually what Liam was saying. How are you thinking of yourself? What do you think? Super simple. What are you thinking about yourself? You know, um, when you're by yourself, what are you thinking about yourself? Are you, are you speaking to yourself lies? Are you falsely prophesying about uh, the future to yourself? How are you thinking of yourself? Do you have a low self-esteem? Do you feel, you know, that, um, you know, you're not good at this and just thinking on all the negative things? Uh, number two, how are you thinking of others? This is a massive thing on checking your heart. You know, are you critical? Are you annoyed? Are you judgmental towards others? You know, when I, when I start looking down my nose at people, that's when I know something's off in my heart. You know, because, but often we have to get the first one right, is how we're thinking about ourselves. And if we know, if we know who we are and whose we are and we're uh, recounting God's goodness in our lives and we're actually prophesying God's good plan for our future, we're going to find it easy to um, think of others well, you know. And so how are you thinking of yourself? How are you thinking of others? How are you thinking? So number three is how are you thinking of life? Is it too hard? Do you have a bad and negative outlook? Are you always negative? Do you, or do you believe God has good plans for you? You know, so it's just super simple. It's how, how, do, we, how do we perceive life? And this is, you know, what I think this book is doing. It's giving us a perspective on life. And I think, you know, um, immerse yourself in scripture, you know, because you're going to find keys that speak directly to you and it's going to talk about God's provision in your life. It's going to talk about God's plan for your life and purpose for your life as a whole, you know. Um, yeah, so number one, how are you thinking of yourself? Number two, how are you thinking of others? Number three, how do you think of life? And number four, and this is really important, um, how do you think of God, you know? And we've got to make sure our picture of God is the God of the Bible, you know, it's the, it's the God of Scripture, and we don't just put our own um, thing on him. Because, you know, is God good? Like that song we're singing. You know, do you see God as good? Do you actually see? And, that, and if you don't, this isn't a judgmental thing. This is just, hey, checking on your heart. And, um, you know, 
sometimes we feel like God isn't good for a season, but then we might realize it in hindsight. But, you know, do you see God as harsh? Do you think, do you, uh, what's your view on God? And, and if, you, if you're just checking in on those things, you know, because uh, I think so often we don't check in on ourselves. You know, we, we're always checking in on other people, but hey, how are you thinking about yourself? How, are you thinking, how, are you think, how do you think of other people? And how do you think of life and what are you thinking about God? And is it lining up with Scripture? You know, is it lining up with the, the thematic, the themes of Scripture of, you know, painting? Because if you read the Bible, if you read Scripture, you're going to get an amazing uh, revelation on who God is. You know, God is almighty, all-powerful, but, you know, I can say all those words, but until you have that revelation in your own heart about just how gracious God is, you know, he, you, know you read about him in the Old Testament and, you know, his heart for the people and, you know, uh, and we read about Jesus and just uh, how he laid his life down for us, you know. Uh, so, what are the stories we're telling ourselves? You know, the stories we tell ourselves, we're going to pass on to others, Right? So this is that prophecy. This is what we see into the future. And so Psalm 145, verse 3 to 7. So great is the Lord and most worthy of uh, greatly to be praised, and his greatness is, is unsearchable. One generation shall command your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. On the glorious splendor of your majesty and on the wondrous works, I will meditate. So there's that thinking. They shall speak of the might of your awesome deeds, and I will declare your greatness. They shall pour forth the fame of your abundant goodness and shall sing aloud of your righteousness. You know, is that, is that the story in our heart? You know, like Psalms, I don't know who wrote that one. I should have checked. But, you know, Psalms is, are largely written by David. There was a few other people. And he went through some really hard stuff. You know, he did some hard stuff. He... He was persecuted, you know, by um, someone who should have been lifting him up. You know, he went through a lot. But the story of his heart is always, you know, like that song, God is good. And, and, and he just had such an amazing uh, view on God. And like it says, one generation commends your works to another. They tell of your mighty acts. So that story that we're telling ourselves, you know, are we telling ourselves of God's faithfulness? Are we telling ourselves of God? God's splendor and majesty of his awesome deeds, you know, or are we just um, think dwelling upon the negative? Because like I said, and like this scripture says, I reckon we're going to pass it on to the next generation. The story that we have in our hearts, you know, about, about people, about the church, about life, about God, we're going to pass it on and let, let it be a good story, you know. It do, and I'm not saying, like I said, it's not about whether we go through hard things. But we're going to go through hard things, but God's going to be right there with us. And the, the uh, crux of the story and the whole of the story is that God was good and he's going to work his amazing plan. And so I just hope this morning that you're grasping a bit of that. If you find yourself prophesying into your future negatively, a.k.a. telling yourself lies about the future, um, that you would just be able to catch yourself and think, no, I'm going to meditate on God's amazing uh, plans for my life. So... The stories we tell will affect our potential. So 2 Corinthians 6, verse 11 to 13. And so I'll wrap it up in a second. Dear, dear Corinthians, I can't tell you how much I long for you to enter this wide, open, spacious life. We didn't fence you in. The smallness you feel comes from within you. Your lives aren't small, but you're living them in a small way. I'm speaking as plainly as I can and with great affection. Open up, open up, 
live openly and expansively. So that's God's plan for us, to be open and expansive, to live in a wide and spacious life. Um, I, I don't know, I preached a little while ago on, about the power of our report. And, you know, the spies, when they went out and spied the promised land, uh, they actually spread a bad report of the, of the promised land and they actually talked people out of entering into the promised land. And that's just that power of the story. You know, our culture is people, I think, where we're wired to hear a story, right? And that's why we sit up late at night thinking about the future, teaching ourselves about the past and trying to figure things out. That's just human. And I think that's really good. But, you know, like the spies in the promised land, let's not see our struggles as something that we're not going to overcome, but let's see, hey, God is faithful and he's going to bring us through. Um, the other thing it will connect, uh, affect is the people we connect to. It's going to affect our relationships, so Proverbs 16, verse 28, verse, oh yeah, verse 28 says, A perverse person stirs up conflict, and a, and a whisperer separates close friends. So another version says, a gossip separates close friends. You know, that story that we're listening to, that story in your heart, the story that we're telling, you know, the next generation of others, it's, gonna, it's got the potential to uh, separate people. Um, yeah. Okay, this is really cool, right? So... This is kind of where I'm wrapping it up. But good, correct, and true prophecy and good teaching brings Jesus into the story. So this is like, so if we go to Revelation verse 19, I mean, 19, chapter 19, verse 10, it says, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So when we're looking into the future, when we're, and you know, good teaching is Jesus. If we're teaching about Jesus and what he said, that's good teaching. So if we're, and it doesn't matter whether we're teaching others, but I'm talking about today, hey, what are we teaching ourselves? The spirit, what is it? The the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So when we're we're prophesying about the future, make sure you're bringing Jesus into the situation. Make, Make sure you're not just thinking about, you know, what my ending I would like, but make sure you're bringing, hey, whatever the ending, Jesus is gonna be there. And make sure you're prophesying into the future Jesus, who Jesus is, you know, uh, he's the good shepherd. He's um, he's uh, sacrificed for our sins. Make sure you're bringing Jesus into the story when you're uh, prophesying, right? And that's how we that's how we can discern what's false and uh, true prophecy. <laughs> so, uh, well, I, was, I love this quote by Bill Johnson. It says, "Any thought that." Any thought you have that doesn't inspire hope is under the influence of a lie. <laughs> so I'll just quickly read through this. That Romans 8, verse 31 to 39. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also give him, with him graciously give us all things? Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died. More than that, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? So this is that thing. Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we were being killed all day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. So in that bit of scripture, we can just see, hey, you know, we might go through bad things, but ultimately uh, 
Nothing's going to separate us from God's love. So when you're, you know, you might be recounting a hard thing in your past. You might be, you know, thinking about something that's coming up. But let's always bring Jesus into the story so that no matter what we go through, that we're not going to be able to be separated from the love of God. And so I've just got a few actions. So I've kind of painted a little bit of a picture and I hope that gets stirring in your heart. I hope that you remember, you know, uh, just to line up your thoughts with what God says about you. Uh, so actions, worship. You can't worship and worry at the same time. You just can't do it. If you try, so if you're finding yourself in a negative place, you know, I, I encourage you to switch on a song and just, you know, just because often we can find ourselves thinking negatively and um, stuff like that. And just think to yourself, okay, for two and a half minutes, I'm going to forget about that and just worship God. And, you know, it just, what worship does is it puts things into perspective. When we realize how big God is, you know, it might not change the situation, but we're going we're gonna to walk out of that, those um, moments with a higher perspective, you know, because you can't worship and worry at the same time. Um, study. So these are all really simple things, but hey, let's, let's read and understand scripture. You know, let's look into the context of it. Let's you know, maybe, it, maybe it's doing a Bible course. You know, there's heaps of awesome things online that just go through Scripture. I started something, it's called Theos U. And it's, uh, it's like, it's called subscription theology, right? But it basically just goes through each book of the Bible and explains the, the context of it. It explains why, you know, these, this letter was written and in what context of history. So let's be people who don't just, I guess... Uh, not just believe in what God says, but let's study it. Let's understand it. Let's allow. Let's add knowledge to our faith. You know. Let's let's uh, let's read and understand the Bible. You know. And sometimes when you learn, what I love about that is that when you learn about the context of Scripture, it just makes more sense. So when I learn a context of a chapter or of a book, sorry, I can read it and I go, ah, that that makes way more sense to me now. And I can kind of go, I can kind of almost put a voice on, you know, Peter or whatever, whoever's talking, you can understand it a bit more. So let's worship, let's, you know, study and understand. Let's connect, you know, we need each other. We need other people to encourage us, you know. So often in times in my life when I couldn't see a way forward where the prophecy in my mind was bad, right? When the teaching in my mind is bad and doesn't line up with scripture, you know, I need other people to speak into my life and to, you know, encourage me and say, this is what God says, you know. We need each other. And we need to be that, that person to other people as well. We need to look out for people, you know, and just be that voice in their ear that says, you know, God's got this. God's going to get you through. And, and encourage people to reach, you know, uh, higher and further than they have before. So worship, study, connect, prophesy. I love, I love this. We get to speak out and speak. We get to speak out and speak within the Word of God over our lives, you know. So if we're going to be false prophets, often of the time in our own hearts. Let's make sure we're actually, you know, taking a few moments just to counteract that and just say, no, and actually speak it out. You know, it's, there's power in what we say. And let's speak out against those negative thoughts in our head and say, often, and just speak out the scripture and the promises of God. So if you find yourself in a neg negative place, you know, speak out the opposite. And it does a lot in your own heart. Um, pray, prayer, leave it, one of my biggest keys is pray and leave it with God, right? Let's get all, all, all this stuff. It just builds up in your heart. And sometimes we can't prophesy. We don't want to connect with people. We don't want to study scripture, you know, and we can't even think about, 
worshipping. But let's just pray. Let's just, it says, cast all your cares onto God because He cares for you. So, you know, that's not just lightly give it. That, just cast it to Him, you know, and then leave it with God. You know, all those things, that negativity that you might find welling up in your heart, give it to God, you know, give it to God and leave it with God. Uh, so, so, yeah, worship, study, connect, prophesy and pray. And make sure as you're doing these things, they're all lining up, uh, you know, with the Word of God and you're not just prophesying what you want <laughs> but we're actually prophesying in context of scripture and um, but yeah let's stand um, I reckon we just sing something what were you about to sing you reckon yeah do it let's let's